Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. Not so long ago, we were told cookability, that's the beauty of gas. Not for much longer. Get ready for the home heat pump to warm your cockles. With all eyes on Britain ahead of COP26 kicking off in a few weeks, the government's been laying out its eco-hopes for the future. We've now pledged to switch entirely to green power generation, green power generation by 2035. Heat pumps and electric cars, it's all part of a £1 billion scheme meant to bring us to carbon net zero. With me is Alice Bell, co-director at London climate change campaign charity Possible. So is today's announcement just window dressing ahead of COP26 and more fantasy maths a la Boris Johnson's Brexit NHS pledge? It's more than window dressing, um, but that doesn't mean it's enough. I think The heat policy is an example of one of many other things, we'll probably see more today, where Britain is legitimately being a world leader. I mean, I hate to give the government credit on this, but, you know, we are. But that doesn't mean we're nearly enough. We're actually leading with nowhere near as much as ambition as the world needs. Alice, what's your view on Tuesday's announcement about the proposed £5,000 grants for householders to upgrade from gas boilers to heat pumps? One in five boilers do regularly break down in a British winter. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have suffered the pain of that. And we need regular, reliable heating because it's it's a life or death issue. But also, it is responsible for a very large chunk of British carbon emissions, our heating. So much of that money that we are paying for our energy bills to heat our homes um, is to create heat which literally goes out through the windows and doors and floors and ceilings of our houses it's like kind of running a bath without putting the plug in at the moment it uh, is something that if you really are really keen on this you can get you, you know you might be able to find them and you're rich enough it's a bit like the early people who could have electric vehicles they could be you know if they were really keen they, they might be able to and they're rich enough they'd be able to to get one but it's not the most of every day and what this new grants should be doing is allowing more of us to be able to do that and so i hope the grants will make it a bit more available for everyone it will depend a bit on just the nature of your house so one of the things you need to do um, with a heat pump is also have more energy efficiency and so how much work needs to be done to your building to increase energy efficiency will be depend a bit on your building. So what's the problem with the current boiler setup in the UK and why do we need to make this change in order to get towards carbon net zero? Because they've left this for so long we have a humongous task that is incredibly urgent and so we do actually need a little bit more money uh, being directed at that and more opportunities for people. There are some people who are already living with these, these heat pumps. They're not, you know, a new technology of the future. They've been around for a while and 
if in many ways Britain should have been more British households should have been having them. How quickly do you expect all this to happen? We do need to act really, really fast, but that doesn't mean we need to have some kind of police force going in and, and ripping boilers from people's um, homes. We know that actually the British public are quite keen to shift. They're kind of increasingly aware that this boiler that gives them lots of warmth and in many ways is nice, uh, is contributing to the climate crisis. You know, it's the fossil fuel lobbyists that we all invite into our homes. Um, it also creates a lot of air pollution. It's actually quite alarming how much air pollution is, is created from uh, gas, our, our gas heating system. So we'd really like to get onto clean heat. So just like a lot of your listeners might be thinking, all right, I just rel- reasonably recently bought a new car, but my next car is going to be an electric one. Well, it might be that their next boiler is a heat pump, an ele- you know, the equivalent of an electric car, an electrical heating system. And what these grants will do will help people who might be changing their boiler in the next few years anyway. Uh, but instead of replacing it with a new gas boiler, they'll replace it with a heat pump. So what is a heat pump and how do they work? It basically works a bit like a reverse fridge. They take heat that's sort of either in the air, so you get air source heat pumps, or in the ground, ground source heat pumps, or sometimes water, water source heat pumps. So water source heat pump, the water temperature might feel to you hand quite cold but there is warmth in it and it can take that warmth and it can use it to warm a large building. Do you have any examples um, particularly in London of where this kind of innovation is already used? There's an incredible world-leading project in Islington. It's managed to find a hole in the ground that was made from an old lift shaft going down to in an old disused tube station and they've put a giant heat pump in this and it's taking heat from the tube. We all know how incredibly hot the tube gets and uh, we, you know, the London Transport are desperately trying to think of ways to get heat out of their system. So this project will be taking heat out of the system and making it cooler on the tube and then using it to warm homes in Islington and possibly a swimming pool as well, which is an absolutely brilliant idea. There's more on this in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.